0: Hey everybody, welcome in to the last preseason episode of your Corporate Global Dynasty podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hawes. And I'm your host, William Spicer. Spicer, we are just mere days away from real NFL football. Oh, cannot wait.
1: Currently, we're sitting four days out on Sunday. Excited about this big Cowboys-Bucks matchup.
0: Yes, the last lonely Sunday before we have uh months of football to to sift through I got my my appetite wet this weekend with some good college football Uh, a couple good games but mainly just excited about my Wildcats had a great start good high-powered offense to get excited about
1: oh yeah I didn't you know I've really gotten out of keeping up with much of college football but I did watch the Georgia Clemson game uh, probably the worst college football game I've watched in about five to ten
0: years incredibly boring. Um,
1: yeah, I almost got on to the sleeper and just started trading all my picks for next draft. I'm like, yeah, if these are the two top 5 teams, like <laughs> no one in this draft matters. Like what what <laughs> it that was pathetic what I watched on offense.
0: Just start punting those picks away to 2023. <laughs> yeah. Get me out, get me out. Yeah. Um I'm very excited though. I am going to the Kentucky Missouri game next Saturday and that will just fill me up with energy, leading right into NFL Sunday. So, uh, it's it's go time. We've we've had plenty of time to shake the rust off. It's time to get into the thick of it. Uh, we did have a couple of trades though that we missed. Uh, to go over those real quickly. Um, why don't you uh, start us off with your thoughts? I believe the the latest one was the. Or furthest, furthest back was Chris Godwin and Kareem Hunt going to the Pit Kings for Donald Parham and T. Higgins uh, which are now on the Winter faces
1: yeah so this is a per, like a kind of Pit Kings saying like yeah we're going to win now we're going to go for it we're going to have no injuries and I feel like the DeAndre Swift trust is in play here. And I think that this is also one of those trades where Wyatt is a big on Joe Burrow. So that means he's big on T Higgins as like a 22, 23 year old. So a little bit of future, you know,
0: trade back a few years for Wyatt. So
1: that's kind of what I think.
0: Yeah, I think it was, uh, a great trade for Colton. It's one of those where maybe you say on paper, it wouldn't have quite made sense with the makeup of the rest of the team. Like if he didn't think he had a chance to win, but like you said, if everyone stays healthy, he's, he's got a really good starting lineup now. Uh, definitely playoff worthy, um, depending on how Mike Davis does this year. So I think I like Godwin and, uh, Kareem hunt. I think that does equal over T Higgins, but You know, having that young either number one or 1B to Jamar Chase receiver tied to Joe Burrow is very tasty. So I see why Wyatt was willing to give that up.
1: Yeah, also wonder if uh, maybe Wyatt's not as big of a Jamar Chase believer. I'm sure he would say, absolutely not, William. I'm a big Jamar Chase. I think Wyatt just (laughs) thinks Joe Burrow's going to throw for 400 yards every game.
0: Maybe so. He also has uh, probably the best, or back at this the point where this was done, he had probably the best running back depth in the league. So didn't really need Kareem Hunt anymore, um, especially with James Robinson kind of getting a boost up in value. So I uh, think it's you know makes sense for both sides. I, I'm I am glad that the Pit Kings are now going to be a, a competitor. I like when it feels like almost everybody is competing.
1: Me as well. well all right, on to the next trade. We have the yes. God Kings getting a second round pick from the, pop, from the popular ballers in exchange for Marquez Calloway and a third round pick from the God Kings.
0: Yes, this was an interesting one. When I saw it come across, I wasn't really surprised because it definitely seems like uh, Marquez Calloway is the type of player that Aaron would get really excited about. Um, like I could just see him getting swept up into the hype. Uh, but I, I'm really torn on it, honestly, because I liked Calloway a lot because he was a Tennessee player. I'm like 90% sure. Mm-hmm. Almost <laughs> 100% sure. Yeah. Uh, and I remember th- this was during the, I think he had maybe his best season. What was that terrible coach they had's name? Butch Jones? Uh, Butch Jones, yeah. Um, <laughs> what a knucklehead. Yes, a complete <laughs> buffoon. But I remember watching a game where he played in college where I was like, he was very clearly making a difference with like their bad quarterbacks. And like making really good catches. And I remember thinking, like, oh, like I should keep my eye on this guy. And I had had him rostered in my other really deep league uh, and was hoping maybe like for a Kamara situation where like maybe he just wasn't used well at Tennessee and then he could be good. And it's funny that they're both on the Saints now. So maybe he does break out. I don't know. But I could also see this being like a slam dunk win for the God Kings after Michael Thomas comes back.
1: Um, no, I'm. I think I think Aaron wins big time here, Ooh. Mo- mostly. And the reason why is because really all Aaron did was trade a second for a third, and get like he traded back to get Marquez Callaway. and I think that that
0: and is w- very strong. Yeah, it was also a year back as well. Yeah, um, which I think hurts him more than it would like me or you, teams that are more win-now focused, just because he needs those younger assets as soon as he can. But, if Marquez Callaway is, you know, great, then yeah, definitely worth it. Yeah. So, that's why I have a hard time evaluating it. I could see it going either way. Um, I am excited. I kind of am been rooting for him, even though I don't have him on any team. I, I kind of hope he is good. I think that'd be a fun story.
1: Yeah, and I'll, we'll, we'll get more to this, maybe, in the hot takes, but I think he will do well through the whole season. Nice. So.
0: All right, and then uh, the last trade was just a few moments ago. KJ Hamler goes to the Winter faces as they trade another asset with the Pit Kings and send Gabriel Davis over there. Uh, what'd you think about that one?
1: To me, it's pretty boring. I don't really like KJ or Gabriel Davis. They, these are the players that are, I feel like are hyped by a lot of people. And, and at the end of the day, they're just going to be the fourth option and they're going to have some, a couple of weeks that are booms, but overall they're, gonna be worthless until they go to a new team on their next deal
0: probably yeah this is one of those trades where um i know that wyatt and i uh listen and kind of follow some of the same people and uh there's people out there that think gabriel davis is like you know a nice deep threat who will have some a couple boom games here and there and that's about it but that KJ Hamler is like a really nice prospect and that his value is down in the fantasy community because he's got Judy Cortland Sutton and Fant in front of him but you know you got to chase the talent it usually works out in the end so I I think this was one of those cases where Wyatt didn't mind losing a trade on paper because he's got other intentions
1: Mm. yeah and I can see too the this is also kind of like a it, you could say, I really don't think Cortland Sutton is gonna be there. So, and then they're gonna draft a quarterback immediately next season. The Broncos will. So, you're wanting to maybe try to take athletes over there now.
0: Yeah, get in front of that yeah. value increase. Yeah. So. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I I see where it came from, but also another trade that kind of just makes sense for Colton. You know, yeah. it's and- that that's gonna help him out more this season. So.
1: Yeah, and hit with his bench, having him be able to be a boom—that could it could be the difference a couple weeks. So, yeah,
0: yeah, a great flex player option, uh, Gabriel Davis. All right. <clears throat> well, this is, uh, as Spicer said before the show started, this is our Stephen A. Smith, uh, Max Kellerman, you know, Shannon Sharp, uh, Skip Bayless episode. No logic, all talk just pure feelings emotion uh, we're going to going to get a lot of ads on twitter from all of our hot takes here but we're just going to throw them at you and you're just going to have to deal with them oh i cannot wait
1: let's get into so, it
0: i have mine in a kind of in a pointless countdown okay so you can take that as you may but i'll start just backwards at number five and work my way up to my spiciest take i don't really know if if they'll align with that in the viewer's eyes but um here we go so my number five hot take for the 2021 season is that the gotham knights wide receiver deontay johnson will finish inside the top 12 receivers for ppr okay all right so there's Uh, There's really no data to back that up, or any like deep football reasoning necessarily. I just think last year he had a ton of targets, uh, and you had kind of a couple injured games and uh, inconsistent Ben. I I know their offensive line is still terrible; they're still going to throw a lot. uh, But Najee Harris is there, maybe take a little bit of heat off. I don't know. I just I think this is his year to kind of break out, uh, shore up some of those drop issues that he had last year, and put in. An amazing season.
1: Hmm. So if on the so I guess on the scale. Let me let's do it on like a this is a Klondike bar. Is that's like cold. And Mm -hmm. then No, that's not gonna work. Let's just go one to five like
0: normal people.
1: And five is we could just do
0: we could we could be sponsored by Hattie B's and just do the the Hattie B spice (laughs) levels.
1: Oh that would be hilarious let's not though let's just do the five <laughs> one through five so one is like a cold all right take. tell me and then so i think that this is about a two and a half
0: hmm. okay
1: yeah so i think that because Deontay's was the like what was it like top five or top three most targeted receivers mm-hmm. last season and he missed like five games or four games,
0: uh, or like he missed one full game, but he left in the first quarter of like three games.
1: Okay, so so thinking about that, it's like I can totally see him being in the top. the The thing for me is, uh, I was talking with uh, the GM of the popular Ballers, Aaron Park, about this, and Big Ben even last year in his sort of weird season. Juju Claypool and Johnson all finished almost with a thousand yards for everyone. And like within plus two, like touchdowns. And I was like, that man is seriously almost holding up three wide receiver twos. So to have one bu- bump into
0: one and that one be Deontay is not that hot, I guess. Yeah. Or- and I think that's kind of what I'm counting on, you know, him to play all 16 games. And like, I, I've kind of soured a little on Juju as a player, just a tiny bit. So I'm not really worried about too many mouths to feed or anything. And like you said last year, it was fine. So a two and a half, I'll take that.
1: All right. Next up, do you want me to give my hot my
0: first hot yeah, take? Yeah. So now? D- did you rank yours at all, or did you just have them listed?
1: No, I just have them listed. So let me. I'm all trying right, to get uh, okay. So, I think that this might be... I don't know where this one fits. Okay. So, a lot of mine are with players. So, I'm just going to... So, I have more than five. So, I'm just going to couple a few together. Which is... I have... Miles Sanders will be a top 15 running back this season. Mm. Um...
0: Okay. So that one by itself, I would say for me personally, I'm gonna give it a a three. And that's just because I really think he's bad at football. Okay. Hmm.
1: So I you're not like, a Miles Sanders believer at all? <laughs> no. See, not, you're part I of the don't. crowd. I don't understand. I don't I don't what about him? He feels like the exact back that Hunter loves.
0: No. I want I don't own him anywhere. Couldn't catch me dead owning him. Also, Jalen Hurts is back there now. And I think that's they're not gonna have a Ravens offense where like they're all running a bunch and running successfully. I just think Jalen Hurts is also worse than a lot of people think. And I think he's gonna have to run a good bit. And I just I don't think it's gonna help Miles Sanders fantasy value. Or or like his production, I mean. Um yeah, I just don't.
1: Dude, the Eagles' RPO is going to tear
0: people apart. That's what I think. It's going to be disgusting. Maybe. I'm, I'm excited to watch uh, Devontae Smith, but I'm not a Sanders person. Okay, well... I, it could so happen. I'm, I'm not saying it's like... A, it's yeah. a three for me, like I said. Yeah. I don't think a lot of okay. people would have that big of a deal with this take. Okay, okay.
1: All right, so that that one was there. And then... My my next sort of take is Matt Ryan will be a top 15 quarterback.
0: Oh, that's a one because really? he's only not been that one time in his entire career.
1: Okay, so. I know, but people take him in everything as like the 20th.
0: Like he's one of the latest quarterbacks off the board. Mostly it's, I'm like... It's where? because people are stupid. I could go <laughs> on a, a pretty big rant about this because yeah. I... So I had a 23% share of Matt Ryan in Best Ball and it was not as my quarterback 1 it was as my quarterback 2 for the most part. Like I tried to get him everywhere. Like I don't understand so like okay maybe if people were using the logic that Julio left and the drop off from Julio to like Kyle Pitts as the plug in weapon is going to do it but that's not even what people are saying. People are just like oh he's like sucks or something. And I like last year he was the number 12 and Julio didn't play for like half the season. So like, I do not at all understand the Matt Ryan. hate. like I was flabbergasted when uh, I got my grade from the popular ballers on my quarterback room uh, because both of them are very boring, but they're also both perennial, like uh, fan, like uh, Russell Wilson is like a perennial top five <laughs> quarterback and matt ryan is a top 12 every year so yeah i I don't understand the the hate i don't like him i think he's boring but that doesn't mean he's not a good you know fantasy quarterback
1: okay there you go also i think jalen hurts is about to make you sad speaking of jalen hurts and matt ryan
0: (laughs) yeah he could uh every time i look at that trade i get i get nervous in my stomach so
1: (laughs) Uh, and I don't think you should be. Ner- I mean, Matt Ryan does exactly what you need him to for your team. Jalen Hurts would make you feel way more scared about your team
0: this season. You know? Oh, absolutely. Hey, yeah. So. It, that that trade definitely. Uh, well, I guess I don't know. I it, I need to look at who that your who did your first round pick turn into. Oh, uh, was it Wilson or was it someone else?
1: Jamar Chase.
0: But you you traded that to Rob. Right. And turned it into... So, like, if you, you know, if you put it out that way, like, I think it still will hold up over time as a fair trade, unless Jalen Hurts, like, ascends to a new level, but...
1: Yeah. But essentially what I also... also, Oh. uh, Sorry. I was going to say, I traded Carson Wentz back, though, for another first. So, that first is still sitting out there, which will be your first this upcoming year.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. So, oh, because that was (laughs) the one that Rob had. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that that is interesting. Um, I also think that uh, I don't quite agree that everyone's just assuming that Matt Ryan will be done after this season. And that's another thing where it's like, but what if he's just not? Like, what if he's he's not as good as Brady or Breeze, but he could easily play like three more years, in my opinion. Um, unless he just is horrible this year, then I think they will get rid of him. But we'll see. If okay. Pitts is good enough, then he might still be around. Yeah. But Yeah. So a lot of Matt Ryan talking didn't uh, expect. <laughs> yeah.
1: No one's talking about him. Someone has to.
0: Yeah. All right. Here's my number four hot take. Um, and. With the caveat, it's not that spicy. And I, want, I kind of maybe I should just leave off what I was going to caveat it with. I think that all of us are underrating the matriarchs and that they could very easily two Pete. Mm-hmm. Um if you look at their team, Herbert as a QB1, kind of locked in. And then the mix of Roethlisberger, uh, Throd Taylor, and Mac Jones on the taxi can get it done at quarterback. And then uh, Derrick Henry, obviously, there. And then Zeke. So Zeke b- bouncing back is like kind of the big caveat. But um, if he's able to even be like top top, 14 15 running back then the rest of her stuff is taken care of and she's very scary so um i was kind of shocked i know i don't even remember where i had her ranked personally with my scoring i was just shocked that like the composite had her as low as as they as it did let me see if i can probably so the composite had her tied for fourth with brady um which maybe that's not too bad it's just like last year she was at the top you know points wise and everything else for most of the season and one. And I just think we could, we, I don't think anyone should be shocked if she two beats. That's the take.
1: Oh, nice. Uh, I would give that a three. Hmm. Right. A little spice. I, I think that just two peating in general in fantasy football, like is so difficult. And so it'd be amazing. Like she definitely has the chance to, but there's also a lot of other, teams who are competitive. Like, I mean, our whole league is pretty competitive. So I think that that's more of it. It's just like, yeah. What if Herbert goes down? Also, my spicier part of this is like, I am down on, I I am real worried about Herbert for some reason. I know. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just like, (laughs) I just think, I think that the Chargers will be a better football team. I think Herbert will be a worse fantasy player.
0: Hmm. Um. That that is I mm, that's interesting. I've seen like one other place like uh, a analyst that I really like. Kind of was like cautioning the breaks on Herbert a little bit too, for just from a fantasy perspective, not like real life. Uh, But I haven't really spent too much time thinking about that.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking he he, (laughs) last year. I mean, he had games where he was throwing like 50 times last season, right? Like, I I want to say he he definitely
0: had. Oh yeah, he had several. At least two games or maybe three in that range, 50 yeah. attempts. He crossed 50
1: attempts twice. He had 49 twice. He crossed like four, he had over 40 total for so much. But then towards the end of the season, he was going down to like 30. And I think that's more of where it will be during this whole season. I just think the attempts will be
0: way down. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll see because okay. Eckler would be back, so yeah, that'll help. Um, and I'm gonna use use this, uh, even though it has nothing to do with the matriarchs, but it, it does have to do with Justin Herbert to like put in a side take that didn't make my list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm extremely low on Austin Eckler this year. I think. Oh. Yeah. If it's more so for. Like a standard or half PPR league, so like I still think that he'll be uh, a top twenty, like PPR player easily. Like that shouldn't even be a question for him. But like I don't think there's any scenario where the condition kicks in from the trade with the Winter Faces, where if he's a top ten, that Wyatt has to send a a second round pick. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think, like with him getting hurt last year, that the Chargers will have to kind of adjust how they use him and aren't going to be able to use him like that crazy 2019 season where he was the number four fantasy player. Um, So I think that is probably a hot take, but I, I am pumping. Like I, I I do not think he will be top 12, Mm. top 15, even probably. Mm. Okay. And that could be due to injury or just because they, they can't use him as
1: much. So that would be a four. I'm pretty high on Eckler. I think he'll be good. But,
0: whew, all
1: right, what's your next one? Oh, okay. So next up, I have that Kenny Galladay, and literally anyone on the Giants is worthless.
0: Anyone? There's a definitely a player that's more spicy to name than Kenny Galladay.
1: Uh, Saquon Barkley as well I just think the Giants are going to be that bad interesting do do you know what I mean like and because they don't it's going to be like if you had any fantasy player on the Jets last season they were all worthless right like I think Jameson Crowder maybe gave you some uh, a a few fill-ins but outside of that it's going to be like one of those
0: Hmm. Um I think that's pretty spicy. I would say four, mainly because I think like I don't I don't like the comparison with the Jets because Galladay by himself or Saquon by himself has like more talent in like their you know right leg than any player on the Jets last year.
1: Yeah, but Daniel and, Jones has a negative power. Do you understand that yeah. Daniel Jones touches the ball every play? Right. Like, even him having to hand the ball off to Saquon Giz makes me
0: nervous. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. he,
1: the man tripped on a breakaway touchdown, right? He like is a,
0: He is cursed and horrible. He, yes, he I fully grant you.
1: Like, oh.
0: Yeah, no, you're totally right on that. And, like, that that preseason interception in the uh, red zone that he threw, like, I'm sure that you've seen it. Everyone listening hopefully has as well. It was just, like, it, I could have thrown a better pass I'd like kind of believe like I really think I could have in that moment it was just so dreadfully bad that he threw it directly to a defender <laughs> but um, I th- I don't think that they're worthless I think that's, that's why I said it's so spicy yeah. as a four because I think that you'll see Galladay have a season like um, where back in kind of in the middle of Hopkins career when he was playing with like God knows who as the Texans <laughs> quarterback and he was uh, struggling from a fantasy perspective a little bit because of who was throwing him the ball, but he still put up good, you know, productive numbers. That's kind of what I'm expecting from from Galladay. I've been trying to uh, get him in the one league I don't have him in, only because, like, it is truly mind-boggling to me, like, where he's valued at on, like, different websites and calculators, because I think it's only because of Daniel Jones. And I just, I'm never in the type of fantasy player where, like, I will let another variable that's outside of the player like control how I think about them that much like I just I believe that he's so good he's gonna get his kind of a Saquon I think will be great too I got him in best ball and I'm very happy with that so pretty spicy if you ask me Mm, okay yeah I do think they'll be bad as a a real life team but I think both those guys will be fine for fantasy Mm, okay all right um Let's see. So, this is my number three. Okay. Mm-hmm. My number three is that the God Kings are a running back away from uh, being like tied with uh, the Winter Faces Gotham Knight tier of team. Um, I don't think this is that spicy necessarily, uh, but I do. I was looking at his team and I could almost even say that, like, in this take that I also mean Miles Sanders. <laughs> like, if Miles Sanders is actually good, then maybe that's it. Um, there's just a really, really bad drop-off in depth for him at running back. Like, going from Sanders and Gibson, who are both going to be, like, either bottom RB1 or top RB2 each week, to Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsey is very scary. Like, I... I'm I'm honestly I'm kind of genuinely shocked that he hasn't made a trade yet. Like I really don't understand because he's got an extra second round pick and he's really deep at receiver. Um yeah, I I just like for sure thought this would have already happened by now. Because he's definitely got a win now team and he's got all these picks. Uh yeah, I don't know. I I've been kind of scratching my head on this one.
1: Yeah, and I do think that he's been trying to work work deals for running backs and hasn't hasn't quite found one to be what he wants, but I do think it's. T- <clears throat> I think Philip Lindsay is kind of interesting to be a fill-in back as as his thir- third. Um, also, Boston Scott. If Miles Sanders does go down, he does technically then have Boston Scott, who I think is will be fine as the fill-in. You know, I. I
0: <sighs> but but that the problem is if. Uh, Gibson gets hurt or when the like when Philly's on a bye week then there is no other option now this
1: is true that, that's where you just hope for Philip Lindsay or Melvin Gordon to somehow hold on to
0: <laughs> their jobs for yeah. dear life and I think I think Melvin Gordon is fine for bye week fill in because like you could catch him on a week where you know he gets a touchdown or something and I think early on especially like he'll still split with Javante a good bit um, but yeah it just really makes me nervous looking at the the depth there. But maybe maybe he'll pull something off before the season starts. Maybe. Still a few days left. So, yeah, that that's the take that I think he's an RB away from being like a favorite to win the league. Okay. Okay.
1: Here here is my spicy take. This one will be for our league because I've been thinking about it a lot. Is that m- I will have two, my top two t- scoring tight ends will outscore the Gotham Knights' top
0: two tight ends. From a combined perspective? Yeah. So that would be Janu and.
1: One of either Ebron, Eric Ebron Drew Sample, Troutman,
0: or Jawan Johnson. Well, I'll score Fant and Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably a six out of five. <laughs> okay, that's crazy. What is your, what is the thought behind this?
1: I dude, I hate Noah Fant, and huh. I am totally despised. I think that the entire Broncos projection with even with Teddy is still just not going to be good. Maybe I'm way too down on their offense. And maybe how good Noah Fant like is as a route runner, but I don't know. I'm not very sold on that, and I'm not sold on Logan Thomas doing it with. It, it mostly depends on who knows who Fitzpatrick decides is his go-to person, and I, and I feel like uh, he he's not gonna go for the. 30 year old tight end he's going to go for the big play he's looking for Curtis Samuel and McLaurin he lo- he loves the big play the flashy play he's not dumping to a tight end that's not what Fitzpatrick does that's, mm. and and so that's sort of where I am is that and then with Janu, oh also this is sad for me I was like I have to see it. and whenever Hernandez and Gronk were doing the two tight end thing were they really both that good and I looked it up and oh my god Hunter In 2012, they each put up almost 1,000 yards and over, uh, like, 11 touchdowns each. They had, like, 25 (laughs) combined touchdowns and 2,000 yards for, like, 200 receptions.
0: Yeah, that is pretty crazy. I do think that Mac being named starter definitely helps them both. Uh, And I think they'll both be... I don't know. See, I've kind of gone the other way with thinking, like, I don't think they they can be... Gronk and Hernandez, is because I just don't think either of them are as good as those guys but um, I think they'll kind of like cancel each other out in production
1: Mm.
0: like I think they'll just they'll share enough that they'll both be widers or at like two like tight end twos Mm. Um, okay but I am very excited for the Patriots offense like I've come around a lot on Mac Jones and Jacoby Myers and the two tight ends. I, I don't like the running backs really. Uh, I don't think Damian Harris is is very good, but I think that they'll be good this year. And I'm I'm excited. I'm kind of rooting for Mac Jones, which is weird, probably. But yeah. I uh, but yeah, I think that's pretty crazy. Mainly because like I could see John who having an awesome season, but even mm-hmm. if he does, I still think he'll have an awesome season and be pretty far behind Noah Fant. And I can't imagine anyone else. Making up that difference on your team.
1: I'm a big, uh, th- my hardest of take, dude. Jameis Winston about to, he's about to ball. LASIK Jameis is. Oh, I love Jameis.
0: <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna go big this season. I'm so ready. Yeah, I'm rooting for him very hard. I wish I had him uh, on my team just to root for him because he's gonna get get you those amazing like fifty attempt games. Uh, but I also think. <laughs> there will be some some low low lows, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe you have Troutman in the taxi though, which is surprising.
1: Yeah, mostly because I just could, and with his injury, I wasn't sure like what they're gonna. Yeah, if, how if bad he was, it was gonna stay hurt.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right, yeah, that's pretty spicy. I like it. Um, my last two are, I think are both pretty spicy. I know my number one is, but okay before we get to number one, we got to do number two. And this is a, another player specific hot take. And that is that Miles Gaskin will finish outside the top 25 running backs on the season.
1: Oh, okay. This one is, this one is interesting because I recently would have given you like a one or two. I really was hating on Gaskin, but Aaron kind of convinced me of like, you know what? He might be, better than I'm giving him credit for down there in Miami. Um, It's all going to depend on whether he actually is ever thrown the football. Um, And I don't know if that will ever be the case.
0: Yeah. um, I just think like, uh, so as long as I've played fantasy football every year, there's one or two running backs that kind of like win a job in the previous season and then their team doesn't, like go get a new running back either in the draft or like a big name free agent, and then the fantasy community like really hypes that player up and says like, oh, well that means that they really believe in Miles Gaskin as like as the starter. And I've just found time and time again that like no, it like it literally doesn't mean that. Like there's no correlation between <laughs> that thing. Like they might just be like yeah, like this is what we have. Like we're just rolling with it, you know. And I think that last year when he was getting hurt and he missed a couple games. Uh, Savan Ahmed who um, I I realize like it sucks that Katie has him because I think he's a very sneaky like dynasty asset like I have him both my other leagues and I'm just kind of waiting not because I necessarily think he's going to like overcome Gaskin or anything I just don't think there's really a difference like if when he played last year he had the same success that Gaskin did um, which I'm kind of looking at that as my reasoning to say that like Gaskin isn't special and I don't think he's going to excel a lot I just think that he's kind of a guy um and I do think he'll have opportunity to have a good season I just think that with Malcolm Brown who is a really good third down back like really solid third down back who doesn't get a lot of credit uh he's just not gonna be able to be a top 25 guy.
1: Mm. fair also might just not have the touchdowns right he could be one of those guys who has maybe right pushes close to 900 total yards
0: but maybe only a
1: handful of touchdowns
0: yeah. So I, I think that between Ahmed and Tua probably will take several rushing touchdowns away from him, even if it's just three or four. I mean, that makes a big difference uh, over the season. So that's that's my spicy take on him. I'd give a three. Yeah. All right. Very good. What's what you got next?
1: Okay. So my next one is. Uh, my some more hot tight end takes because I, <laughs> as you know i just love i've fixated love on this guys. on tight ends at this point so here are my hot takes is that johnny will finish as a top seven tight end and kyle pitts will finish as a
0: top two tight end wow yeah, yeah that, i'm just gonna repeat my last number for your your, all your tight intakes are lumped into six out of five spiciness like i would not eat this it's not this isn't like a fun challenge just like a (laughs) no i know myself like i'm there's no reason to try to put that inside my mouth
1: dude okay so here's here's my reasoning i really believe that kyle pitts is uh, unbelievable i've never that there's never been that big of a prospect who went through a training camp and no one's just said anything (laughs) right like true like, there's no, yeah, no news to report. He's Kyle Pitts. It's sort of been, like, the news that I've experienced, and that's insane to me. And I just think it's going to be Tony Gonzalez season da- back down in Atlanta kind of kind of stuff. Um, and this sort of goes along with my whole, like, I'm really higher on Matt Ryan than most of the populace is, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And just, I think that he'll just have a ton of receptions, yards and touchdowns especially without Julio there him as the new touchdown Julio like red zone Julio it sounds
0: spicy to me so it's funny that you say that because that's specifically why I am disagreeing with you is because Julio in the last several years didn't really score any touchdowns because Matt Ryan like has gotten to the point where he's so conservative that like when Julio would get double covered, especially in the red zone, uh, because he's so big that he would do anything possible to like, not force it to him. Like Matt Ryan does not force them. He doesn't like take risks at all. He's just like so safe. Um, like last year he had three, the year before that he had six in 2018, which was that really big year. He had eight, but then before that he had three and six again. So he just like, he's only scored double digit touchdowns once in his life. And it was his second year in the league. Um, and I think that you could see a very similar output from Pitts, where like he is a PPR monster. He's like getting a ton of yards and, and receptions, uh, which that will, that alone could boost him up towards the top. But I think the guys like Waller and Kittle, they're going to get their touchdowns. Uh, and I think that will keep him outside the top like two, but I do think he could easily be number three or number four um especially with how easily george Gittle gets hurt um he's just gonna miss a game or two because he like tries to run through aaron donald or something (laughs) and just break his hand but uh yeah i don't see i don't see that but i am i'm buying into the hype too i'm i'm rooting for him i think he's gonna be fun to watch uh but I, i can't see him finishing that high
1: yeah, so I just think he's Julio Jones, except he puts his hand on the ground, so then a linebacker has to cover him. That's all I keep thinking to myself.
0: Yeah, that will be scary. <laughs> I think defenses will try to adjust, but it, <laughs> what really will be the thing for him, I think, is if like Russell Gage or if Mike Davis is actually really good and so that people ha- they can't just bully him and Calvin Ridley the whole time. Um, I think if, if he's allowed to like, kind of how like, uh, the, the chiefs, like they have enough weapons that like Kelsey sometimes just gets, <laughs> you know, wide open. You're like, Oh my gosh, look at that guy right there. And then he can <laughs> just do damage. Um, I think that could happen with bits. So maybe it's not, maybe that one isn't a six out of five. The John new one is really where that number came from, but, oh, okay, uh,
1: yeah, but you're not as high on Johnny. I'm just high on John. Right. is all that is.
0: Yeah, I, I think I would lo- I would love if Pitts did finish that high just because it would be fun to like break all the narratives of rookie tight ends and all that type of stuff. Um, I just don't think the touchdowns will be there. But maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe Matt Ryan will change. Yeah. All right, my spiciest take of the night. <clears throat> mm. My number one hot take for the 2021 season is that the popular ballers should trade Christian McCaffrey. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, here's my thought process, and I, I, part of the reason that this is so spicy is because I don't think that Aaron would ever do it. Um, but I think unless I and everyone else that also ranked him as you know a kind of the bottom team is wrong, and something crazy happens, like he just doesn't have a chance to win this year. Um, and my philosophy with fantasy dynasty has kind of morphed into like if I can't be at the very top then I need to make sure I'm like thinking about the future and not like straggling to hang hang in there and like be the 8th place team Um, so I think with McCaffrey you're in this unique position where he's like pretty unanimously the top dynasty asset behind Mahomes I guess and he's 25 he's he gets used an insane amount he's little and he's, if he doesn't get hurt again, then like they're going to just have to adjust how they use him because that's what got him in trouble last year. Um, but he's still at the point where you can get like an ungodly King's Ransom for him in a trade. I only think there's maybe like two, maybe three teams that could even go for it. Um, and I think the only one that would really make a lot of sense would be uh, Noah. Um, and I think he would just have to unload like all players of those first, uh, probably a first, like probably the three first and then like two, not like promising people, but like two good players that are on his team. Um, and I don't know if that gets it done or not, but I think maybe him, I, I, I don't think even my team really it would be possible. At least I don't think I'd be willing to give up what it would cost. Um, but I just think that looking at Aaron's team with no Deshaun Watson this year, I just don't see it happening. And I think get out a year or two early and enjoy your future.
1: Mm. I think i put this at about a four and a half. Um, And the only reason, so I can't give it a full five because I was actually thinking today about if if there's any world where I trade for McCaffrey, Mm -hmm. like at least offer something up or like go for a big player like that. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for someone to do, but I do think the problem is at 25, I think everyone knows about the usage. And so every like anyone who has any, like it has to be someone who is so certain that they're going to win this year yeah. and that they're okay for the future. It just takes such a strange trade partner to even move him. Also, the other reason is, you know, if Deshaun does end up playing again, ever, like, like that would be kind of sucky, probably. Like, you know, but that's still a possibility.
0: Yeah, I just think for this season, like he's he's already guaranteed to know that he's not going to have Dobbins, and I I forgot to mention that, but I didn't th- necessarily think that until Dobbins went down. Mm-hmm. That was like, and maybe I had thought about it a little bit, but like <sighs> he definitely had a competing roster, and at least if Watson was there, then like a playoff team uh, potentially, but now without Dobbins, like, and, and Aaron is the perfect team to already have Dobbins because he's already towards the bottom and like future kind of built. So you're not going to sell Dobbins to anyone. Like that doesn't make sense. And no one, like he shouldn't sell him. Cause he's already kind of, I wouldn't say tanking, but like just future focused. So with that in mind too, it's like, even if Watson came back halfway through the season Personally, I still don't see it because like, I think Gus Edwards is great, but um, I think you would be lying to yourself if you were like, oh, that's a plug and play production. Like it's, it's definitely not the same. Um, so that, that's a big piece of this too. Mm. That injury.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, I think I see McCaffrey as a player who can drag me into the, like into a chance every year too, though. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I think it's a little spicy
0: on the take. Yeah. And I, I don't think, like I said, I think only maybe a couple teams could do it. I think the winterfaces faces could probably put together some type of package of players. Um, mm. But that's there's not a lot out there. I don't think I'd be willing to to do it. I think I would just get too stressed out. Yeah. But yeah, that's my spiciest take. Ooh, There you have it. Pretty hot.
1: Okay. So here's been my spicy take, and this is my last one because this is a classic. I need you to teach me how to be a more optimistic fan because (laughs) I am just still so down on all of the Titans offensive players. Like every time I see them in fantasy drafts, like I see Derrick Henry in the first round, I'm always like, no, why would I? Or A.J. Brown. I only have A.J. Brown in our best ball league, I think. That's the only place I've taken any Titan anywhere in any draft. Mm. Uh, so, I guess that's my hot take: is like the Titans' offense will be not
0: will not be great, bad, or yeah. Well, I have AJ Brown in our best ball league.
1: Oh, um, so maybe I don't have AJ Brown there. Maybe I only have maybe, AJ Brown. Maybe I have league. him
0: in a different, like underdog <laughs> yeah. league or something. Yeah. Um. So, okay, I definitely, yeah, I definitely think there's a little bit of pessimistic fan going on there. Um, I think AJ Brown is like a better route running version of like a Debo player where I think like Debo could be trapped in like he will always kind of be like a wide receiver three or two as far as fantasy scoring goes. But I think AJ Brown is just like better at football than him. And I don't think you'll have any problems with him. Like I just think he's too good to not be great at fantasy. I think Henry will still have a good year. And it is funny because, like, I, you know, I was very wrong on him several years ago. Obviously, he's great. I just think he, I think he will be the type of player that will have a very jarring drop off. I just don't know when it's going to come. Because um, I think, like, you know, what makes him so good is, like, he's so big and, like, they, wear the defense down and then at the end of the game he's able to like pop off these big runs but at some point he's gonna like lose a half a step and then like he's never gonna be able to do that again and he'll actually be like what i thought he was gonna be forever which was like most of the game he just runs in into the line and gets tackled for like three yards uh and so i think once he loses that like he won't have a role in the nfl like a lot of other long-term backs but i don't think that'll be this year um I think he'll be fine. I think you you're gonna be fine. I think Julio's okay. gonna have a good season if he can be healthy. Don't worry. Ooh, it's gonna be okay. Okay, well I'm optimistic about the Titans.
1: That's good because I just man, I will say watching Der- looking up Derrick Henry's high school stats and being like this dude just seems like he's he eats one of those mario mushrooms that power you up once a year and just uh, got on them earlier and gets them more frequently because when i see (laughs) him on the sidelines now i'm like he still just looks bigger like because he didn't play at all he seems to still just be getting stronger
0: yeah he is a freak of nature i think um I, i so in all the best ball drafts that i did whenever i had to pick in the around that middle of the The first round, like in our best ball league, I had to pick four. Um, I just think the my like aversion, like it's always in the back of my mind, like he's gonna drop off, and I couldn't, I couldn't draft him four, so I went Kelsey. Um, So I I definitely see that hesitancy, Um, but he's gonna score a lot of touchdowns, and he's gonna have several games where he single handedly wins you the week with like thirty five or forty points. Hmm. So that's what <sighs> okay. I think. Well, think that makes me be feel fine? a little better.
1: Yeah. So. So, but so a pretty hot take to be down on the Titans' offense.
0: Yeah, I guess I never gave you my number. I would say two, or wait, to be down on the on the Titans, I would say three. Okay. And the, and I—that's mainly because I—I've heard other people like, I like I want to rename myself Julio Jones because i, I get so mad at the hate. I, like I take it personally at this point mm-hmm. when people are down on Julio. I think he's going to prove everyone wrong. So, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's common to hate to hate or to like doubt him. So that's why I only gave it a three. It's because I think I've heard that a lot. Oh,
1: okay, okay. Heard that. Well, a few. If you want a few more. Quick quick hitters I hear at the end. Zeke outside the top twelve running backs.
0: Hmm. Okay. Terrace Marshall,
1: top forty wide receiver. Ooh.
0: I think he has a lot of potential. Not sure I'll we'll see it the first year, but I like the the call. Yeah. I'm very Mickey
1: Joseph getting me there. I'm all about this. <laughs> I'm all about only drafting a previous LSU players at wide receiver. Yeah. um any other I'm trying to think I think those are my main hot takes oh I'm really I think Ramondre Stevenson will be the lead back in New England before by the end of the
0: season yeah me too so
1: I don't I think more a lot of people feel that way
0: yeah kind of I see the writing on the wall there if not then it'll be like it is funny like this just seems like the classic build-up of old uh running backs like you could just replace the name of each of the the three main guys there with like people from the like Brady runs and it's the same type of backfield. Yep. Like he could just be like Garrett Blunt and score three touchdowns a game. Yep. And only get like 30 yards.
1: 100%. So, we'll see.
0: But I am I I wish I think James White is a sneaky player this year to watch. Yeah, if I Mike like James Jones. White too. Be fun. Well, that's all the spice I have. Um, did you, uh, did you have any thoughts you wanted to share on, on our best ball league? Since pretty much everyone mm. listening to this is in there,
1: yeah. Just just real quick, the uh, on the best ball, I had a great time drafting, and um, I'm very excited because this uh, for anyone out there, there's two big differences from normal best ball. If you played like on underdogs, and that was that it only required two wide receivers to play, but had three flex. Right. So and then the tight end premium with that. Mm -hmm. And the whole reason is like, yeah, we're just trying to throw all the best players of whatever position. It just seemed like that was a more fun. Style. Um, And so I'm very excited to see, because one of the things I think is amazing is Tim doing the auto draft for all the running backs, (laughs) because that is the exact opposite of everything that everyone has told you. But what it does mean is that most running backs do fall in terms of ADP. Right? And and yeah. because it's more flex spots than just two running backs and one flex, it's you could conceivably actually start five running backs. There's something to be actually wanting to see that. Also, with Rob taking Waller and Kittle and Titan Premium back to back, I would kept being like. I'm really mad because I was taking one of them in the second. And I was like, yeah, I don't even think Rob like reached that far. Like, I think that's a totally oh, viable yeah. strategy. And I was Definitely. just like pissed off about it. Yeah. Um,
0: that was a very smart move.
1: Had a ton of fun. I love seeing all the different... I love best ball because of all the different strategy styles people can take for drafting.
0: Yeah. like I, I know why it was kind of like punting on running back but he he took it a little further than I thought he would, honestly. Like, I, I don't really think he, in my personal opinion, I don't think he did enough. Like, his, his wide receivers will be the top-scoring wide receiver unit across the way. And I guess, like, those guys are also going to be in the flex. So, like, you know, that'll take care of itself, too. But Sermon, Damian Harris, and A.J. Dillon, I don't think that's enough. Think it'll hurt him.
1: Mm. Ooh, a little spicy. Thanks yeah. the lack of running backs. Gonna hurt also. I made sure I faded quarterback as late as I could.
0: Yeah, I was ecstatic. I, I was gonna wait a while. I just knew I was, get, like, I had decided pre-draft, like, I'm gonna get Aaron Rodgers. And I felt pretty good about getting him, like, towards the end, especially only being a 10-team thing and, like, no super flex or anything. I think he very easily could be the number one or number two fantasy. I mean, he was number two last year. I, I feel like it'll be very similar this year. And I got him way later than everyone else was taking all their dudes. So, very pumped about getting Mr. Rogers.
1: Nice. Yeah, me too. I think that's a great pick
0: there. I also... I didn't realize this while we were talking on the podcast, but I also got Matt Ryan in this, <laughs> this best ball league as my uh, QB2. And I also have Barkley and Galladay. <laughs> so... <laughs> we'll see. And I I bit the bullet on uh Michael Thomas. Uh, I yeah. he got to the point where I was like, okay, the way I like rationalize it, which I know is not necessarily the best, is like, oh, we'll just say like those first six weeks, like my other players just did better than Michael Thomas. It's best ball. Like, who cares? And then he'll be back and then he'll probably be great.
1: Mm. Yeah. We'll That's fair. I mean, you saw my strategy was just take another Mickey Joseph disciple and Jarvis Landry, move on with the move <laughs> on with the draft.
0: Yeah, I liked your team. Um, aside from the Miles Sanders, you got really good receivers. Love Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman. Mm. Thank you, thank you. I thank think you. Ertz is a sneaky one for best ball. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea what Ertz is going to do. Or I just, don't either. Um, every,
1: I think Eagles are the biggest question mark for all of sport NFL teams.
0: Yeah. I think everyone's just kind of ticked off that he's still on the Eagles. Like, it, it makes so much sense that they should trade him so that he can have another one or two more, like, productive years and that Goddard can finally, like, be this, like, stud that everyone's been hyping up for years. And instead, it's just like, nah, they're both there. So, sorry. Yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah that's all i have to say about best ball best of luck everyone it's, a, it's over that's it
0: yep and the next time you hear our voices we will be covering results of real nfl football so until oh. then stay safe and good luck Brought to you
1: by Magiano Productions. Yes, yes.